Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're talking about healthy eating involving our kids in meal preparation and encouraging them to try this wide variety of foods. We're speaking with Dr. Anisha Abraham. She's board certified pediatrician and adolescent health specialist with 25 years of global experience. Dr. Abraham, welcome back to the show. So let's talk about kids and healthy eating. What have you been seeing? And let's, you know, look at the last couple of years with this pandemic in these unprecedented times. We've seen anxiety and stress-related disorders really shooting up among our youth. Tell us what you've been seeing. Thank you for having me back on the show. It's uh, wonderful to be here. We are certainly seeing a lot of young people coming in, as you mentioned, with anxiety and depression and also disordered eating and eating-related issues. So I think that this is a very important time for parents and families to certainly be aware of how to nurture positivity around food and the eating experience and for kids also to support and listening to their own bodies in terms of what makes them feel good. I agree with you. And when should we start feeding our kids or trying to feed our kids healthy foods? I myself made a lot of the baby food and I started first food baby at, you know, like four months or whatever. I used avocado because of the DHAs and it's good for you and all of that stuff. And so what age can we really start feeding them these healthy choices? I think it's never too early to start to introduce uh, kids, babies to healthy foods, uh, and certainly also as parents and as adults to model uh, those healthy foods as well. When that's a great point that you bring up, because a lot of picky eaters in particular, you see that their parents also are picky eaters or, oh, no, they won't eat that, you know, so there's a lot of that going around. I'd like you to just start right off the bat with some strategies to help get our kids to eat healthy, whether they're picky eaters or we're introducing them to new foods. What do you think are some of the more important strategies we can look to? Well, I have eight tips that I think might be helpful for parents and families as they're thinking about Uh, encouraging kids to try a variety of foods and certainly to make sure that they're nutritional. And I would start with the fact that during the pandemic, we were seeing a lot of young people that have lost the routine and structure in their lives. So certainly um, making sure that you bring family meals back. That's an important time for parents and adults to connect um, with their kids and make sure that they're doing well and to make those family meals fun um, to certainly, again, think about how to encourage um, parents to um, make sure that they are talking to their kids, that they are interacting when it comes to food, putting down their devices, being mindful when they're eating. So my first tip would be let's um, come back to having family meals. Uh, the second tip that I would have is working on some type of menu plans. And this is, again, um, encouraging your kids to be involved with that. This assumes, of course, that your kids can be part of that decision. So certainly for your school age on up uh, child. And uh, there's a lot of ways I think we can do that. You can certainly get cookbooks that are aimed at, at young kids. You can think about themed nights in our own home. We have, for example, Taco Tuesday. We sometimes try to do an international night where um, my kids pick the night or pick a country that they would like to 
feature and we make cuisine from that. Um, so again, thinking about menu planning with your kids, thinking about the days of the week and what kind of foods that they may like to see on the menu, I think are an important way to get kids to be involved. Uh, my, my third point would be try to go shopping with your kids and get them involved and in looking at foods, knowing where foods are coming from, but certainly looking at the variety of foods that are out there, you know, getting them to look at the different types of vegetables, you know, pointing out things that might be a little bit different, trying to get them to try some things that might be unique. So certainly trying to do some food shopping with your kids and getting them involved, I think is um, my next recommendation. Um, the other piece that I think um, that many families are probably doing more during the pandemic, I can certainly say um, I am in my own family and a number of my patients also say this as well, is getting your kids to help you to cook. And um, kids of any age can help out. If you have, for example, a kindergartner, you could get them to maybe um, just tear up lettuce to put in a salad or put bread in a bread basket. But certainly you have a child that's nine or 10, they can help you to measure out ingredients or stir sauces or, you know, think about, um, you know, cooking a little bit more. In our own family, we've started to use things like HelloFresh, which come with lots of ingredients and things that are kind of prepackaged. And it's been a great way for my own um, uh, teenage boys to really be involved in that food process and to create uh, meals as well. So certainly thinking about getting your kids to be part of helping you with cooking. Uh, my next tip is thinking about trying for uh, a rainbow of colors and also looking to the My Plate uh, concept. If you aren't familiar with that, um, there's uh, myplate.gov, uh, which is a wonderful website. It's through the uh, U.S. Uh, Department of Nutrition. And essentially, the recommendation currently is that we try to have a plate where at least half of the plate is covered with fruits and vegetables, at least a quarter is grains, and at least half of those grains are whole grains. And then we also have a quarter of the plate that's full with some type of protein. Um, and also to have a serving of dairy if possible. Now, I know for many parents, that seems like a lot to ask for to get um, kids to be able to eat that much. But I think there's ways that we can be creative in terms of sometimes sneaking vegetables into sauces, you know, sneaking uh, fruits uh, into things like smoothies, um, and certainly trying uh, to, again, have that variety of colors uh, on one's plate, but also trying not to focus too much on the amount of food that's eaten, but certainly trying to get that variety out there. And I always tell parents as a pediatrician that really our goal is not to, of course, um, really push these foods, but certainly to encourage kids to continue to be exposed to them. And sometimes the average child needs to be exposed to the same food five or even up to 10 times before they'll even try to decide to take it. So just that exposure and trying different foods can be really important. Uh, my, my final uh, tips are, uh, to try not to for forbid certain foods. Um, and I think that many times parents want to avoid uh, certain sweetened foods or uh, sugary foods, but I think trying to avoid forbidding certain foods, but certainly maybe making that part of the meal, that it, there is a certain dessert or something like that can be really helpful. So again, try not to get into uh, a game of using bribery as a way to get them to eat, but certainly encouraging them to, again, have that wide variety. And my final point uh, is that remember that our kids are watching and listening. And so uh, being really thoughtful about not commenting on how much our kids are actually eating. Uh, I think our job as parents is to really provide food. Um, it's our child's job to decide which foods that they can eat. We certainly want to make sure that we are nurturing positivity, being very thoughtful about not mentioning things like dieting, our own concerns about our weight, of course, not mentioning our child's weight as well. 
I'm seeing a lot of young people, as I mentioned, that are coming in with things like disordered eating or restrictive eating and are incredibly picky eaters. And so being very attuned to those issues, certainly coming to your pediatrician or to your health provider if you have concerns, I think is really important, but also just modeling a positive approach is very helpful at home. Wow, what a comprehensive, great list. Listeners, you can push rewind and listen to that list again, (laughs) because that was really great information. And as an exercise physiologist, Dr. Abraham, that's exactly the information that I would have given as well, and the same advice. Now, when I was growing up, and my mom was a dieter, she lost 120 pounds, and there were six kids to feed. So, you know, we would go to our friend's house if we wanted candy and a lot of sweets because she didn't keep that stuff around. But it's important, as we learned when we were growing up, to teach your kids to cook and be with you. So that was one of your main points, including gardening, getting the kids involved. How do you want us? I mean, I'm lucky, and it sounds like you are too, in that you're, you're working with your kids that way. Both my kids, 18 and 22, love to cook now because I got them involved early. If you have kids that are not as keen on that, maybe they're in their tweens or teens, getting them involved, how do you do that? I think you need to come back to what they enjoy and connecting at where they are. So they may not want to be part of the daily meal plan, but like I said, if there is still a family meal time, asking what they would like to do. You know, is there a certain food or a certain item that you'd like to be involved with? Is there a certain night of the week that you want to plan out for us? Is there a certain, you know, event that we can maybe plan a meal around? I remember that um, my son got very excited about uh um, this year with football and the Super Bowl, and he planned a Super Bowl party for his friends and then made chicken wings, homemade, and all of the other things to go around with that because he wanted to serve his friends. So again, kind of finding out what, what they're excited about and what they would like to do and how they can prepare something around that may be a really good way to involve them in the food preparation process. I found competitions work well as well. My, you know, if you <laughs> say, okay, somebody gets to pick a recipe tonight and somebody gets to pick a recipe tomorrow and we'll try them both and we'll vote or we'll see what we can do with a vegetable that's most creative, you know, things like that, who can get the most steps in a day, you know, those kinds of things tend to work with kids because they want to beat out their sibling for sure in that sort of thing. So what if a family is vegetarian? How can they provide enough nutrients to get their child, you know, to really grow healthy and make those good choices if there are some things that they just don't eat? That's a wonderful question. And I certainly have quite a few families and patients that are vegetarian. Um, I'm a from India from by background and certainly come from a country where, again, there are quite a few people that are vegetarian. I think the most important thing is making sure that you're getting that balance of protein and B vitamins and iron um, that you may not necessarily be getting if you're not eating meat uh, and certainly being really thoughtful about introducing things like uh, lentils and beans, uh, tofu and other products into your diet. Uh, there's, of course, a lot of wonderful cookbooks that are out there and, you know, suggestions in terms of how to maximize that, uh, certainly making sure that if uh, you're worried about your kids, that you're also 
making sure they're getting a multivitamin with iron and, and you know, B vitamins uh, if they are fairly pick, uh, picky eaters. But I think that um, if you are thoughtful about being vegetarian, I think it's a wonderful way to go as a family. And there's a lot, again, of good resources that are out there in terms of making sure you get all of the foods and essential nutrients that you need. Well, there certainly are. And can you tell us, not only as a pediatrician and a mom and an adolescent health specialist, but you just mentioned that you're from India and vegetables are not always something that we can get our kids to eat. Do you have any tips and tricks, things (laughs) with vegetables that you might try? I love Indian food and there tends to be chickpeas and, you know, greens and things. Can you give us some tips as a mom and a cook what you like to do with vegetables? Well, I have to say I've had my share of struggles with vegetables in my kids and there was a period where they would eat vegetables and then they became very choosy about what they would eat. I think we were down to probably three or four. And I'm happy to say as they're now coming into their teen years, they're slowly expanding their palate. Um, so there were times where I resorted to sneaking things, uh, blending vegetables into, again, tomato sauce, which they would eat, um, sneaking sometimes things like spinach or kale into smoothies, you know, with fruit and yogurt where, you know, again, they would eat it. Um, but I do think making vegetables fun um, I've sometimes even done things like, you know, changing the, the names of vegetables like bucolic broccoli. I don't know. Um, you know, making things, vegetables seem fun. I'm certainly dressing them up with sauces, cutting them into funny shapes, making, uh, you know, them look attractive, I think, is part of getting young kids to try them. Uh, certainly also uh, the idea of having kids know where their food is coming from. Uh, I lived in the Netherlands for five years, and I really love the fact that um, in Amsterdam, there's a real interest in getting school kids to know where their foods are coming from and having everyone have access to a green garden to, again, understand um, where food is coming from and certainly to get them to eat more fruits and vegetables. And I know in our own family, um, we were certainly trying to grow vegetables and, and spices and herbs in our, in our own home as one way of that. Now, you've also mentioned um, the fact that I have an Indian background, and I know that spices and the use of spices is a really important way to also get kids to be excited about uh, eating vegetables. And so certainly um, in the Indian diet, as there is in in many um, diets around the country, there's a really wonderful use of different spices to kind of enhance taste. And so certainly getting kids to be part of that and to choose sauces or spices as a way to get them to eat vegetables can be another piece of that. So they may not want to eat spinach, but they may want to eat sog paneer, which is again, a form of using, you know, creamed spinach with uh, a cheese um, uh, kind of base, uh, maybe a different way to get a picky eater to start trying something new. That sounds really good. Another good thing that we've tried in my house is arrow gardens. I have a big garden in my backyard, but in the wintertime, I was missing my fresh herbs, and we just started using these water-based, these arrow gardens, and now I've got basil and cilantro and dill and thyme and mint and all of these things growing all around my kitchen, and it's really great because, like you say, spices can add, and even having your kids taste those spices, put a little turmeric in their hand and say, just try it, just see if you like the way it tastes, because it adds pretty color along with the flavor. So I'd like you to wrap it up because eating together to foster that love of a variety of foods, healthy eating, role modeling, everything you've said today, Dr. Abraham, wrap it all up for us with your best advice. 
Uh, well, I would just end by saying that our job as parents and as caregivers is to serve healthy food to provide an enjoyable and supportive eating experience. It's really our kids' uh, job again to decide what of those things are actually going to eat. Um, but as much as we can continue to remember that, and certainly if we have concerns, and as I mentioned, if you do notice that your child is becoming incredibly picky, has started restricting their eating, you know, suddenly becomes a vegan or vegetarian and is not getting that well-rounded balance of meals, um, may suddenly be losing weight. Those are reasons, again, to make sure you come to your pediatrician and certainly get additional support. And that is great advice. What an informative, fun podcast this was. Thank you so much, Dr. Abraham, for joining us today. And parents, you're listening to Healthy Children. All of our expert guests are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics. Share these shows with your friends and your family on your social channels because we're learning from those experts at the AAP together, and they give us such quality advice and information that you know that you can trust. You can listen at Spotify and iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast, everywhere podcasts are played, but we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. So for the American Academy of Pediatrics, Healthy Children, and Radio MD, I'm Melanie Cole. Stay well.